0: Well, welcome to this second week in our series, Celebrate Life. Last week, we celebrated the faith through confirmation, and today we celebrate love on Mother's Day. Now, Mother's Day is not a Christian holiday, but I grew up in the South, so you didn't tell the difference between it very much at all. It was a big day, and it still is a big day, isn't it? In my church when i was growing up mother's day was huge i mean like easter sunday huge and we had our rituals we would get dressed in our sunday best and when we were all ready to go my mother and father would pin on our lapels on my little sister's dress a red rosebud that my dad had walked down the hill to granny ruby's house and clipped just that morning off of her beautiful bushes. And once my mother and father got us all settled with our flowers, I remember watching them pin a white rose on each other. We had a red rose because we were blessed and fortunate enough that our mama was still with us. And our tradition was if you had a mother that was no longer here, you wore a white one. And even as a child, through my child's eyes, I could see the solemnity of that moment and I could see that my mom and dad were remembering their moms, both of which died before I was ever born, I never met them, but after all those years, they were remembering their mothers and were glad that they had been loved so well. I'm so grateful that Today we have flowers here for everyone to honor their mother. And I have to say that during the week, as I worked on the sermon, uh, it was kind of a powerful moment for me because this is the first time uh, since my mother passed away that we've had flowers in church. And I remembered that image of my parents. Now I would have a white rose and I still miss her a lot. My mother, Wanda Lou, knew how to love, and that's been a great gift to me, uh, even at this point in my life. She was a welcoming spirit. She never met a stranger. She cared for everyone. And I grew up seeing this love between her and my father. My mother loved him from the time she was 18 until the day she died. And one of our favorite uh, playful things that my mother and I would do in her later years, in her mid-80s and late-80s, is I would kid her that it was time to start dating. And I'd say, you know, it's been 18 years or so, you need to date. And my mother would say, how just with all the seriousness in her heart, how could I ever date anyone? I was married to the finest man on earth for over 50 years. And I would say, well, Mom, it's not all about you. I want you to marry some old guy with a lot of money, and I can get an inheritance out of this deal one way or another. Don't be so selfish. Think of me. And she would laugh, and we would laugh, and she'd snort and giggle, and finally she'd catch her breath, and she would come back at me with that phrase I heard from my earliest memories. Barry Earl, don't start with me good memories good memories we celebrate love today books movies poetry visual arts all these expressions of the human experience more often than not find their subject our subject love as a pastor we get to deal with a lot of loving situations by performing wedding ceremonies. Milton, how many weddings do you think you've performed? Hundreds, hundreds. My biggest regret is that I did not start at the beginning of my ministry keeping a record of all those weddings and the names and the places and the people and When uh, Pastor Tammy was ordained, we didn't want that to happen to her. And so Team Sun Creek bought her a big book called A Pastoral Record. And she's going to be able to look back and remember every time she had that joy of celebrating love with a couple at the altar. Years and years ago, as a wedding that still sticks out in my mind, I know it was years and years ago because I was black headed and thin and young and full of promise, so it was a long time ago. <laughs> this was the cutest couple I'd ever met in my life. And they were great for each other. And when it came to the wedding day, uh, the grand old church in Shreveport was decorated beautifully and it had a huge congregation there to celebrate with these kids that had grown up in that church. There was probably 500 or 600 people there for this wedding. I looked out at that crowd and I saw longtime family friends of the bride who I knew had sat in those pews and watched her be baptized and watched her be confirmed at that same altar at which she was going to be married today I looked out and I saw all these young beautiful friends of theirs from college people with their whole life in front of them it was just one of those wonderful moments as the guys stood there with me on the chancel in place waiting for the entrance of the bridesmaid and the bride the groom was blushing and staring at the ground and shuffling his feet And everyone in that room, everyone in that room, was smiling. It was a moment defined by nothing but joy. Both families were thrilled that this wedding was taking place. All of the friends gathered there. It was a moment of pure joy. And as the bride joined the groom and they came up uh, onto the altar with me, I looked at that congregation and I looked at them and I felt I just had to say something about how special that moment was. And so I said to them, we are gathered here today because you're in love. Not the L-O-V-E kind of love, you're in love, the L-U-V kind of love. And the whole congregation roared with laughter because I had put words to what their heart was saying to them. It was powerful. And we talked a little bit about how easy it can seem to be in love when you're young and beautiful and healthy and your future's bright and your family and friends are near. But we're also here and we celebrate that and we cherish that just like you do. It's a gift to us as well. But we're also here because we believe in a different kind of love, an L-O-V-E kind of love. And that's our prayer for you this day. That you know a love that will endure and will survive and will still be a part of your life when you're not young and you're not beautiful and you're not healthy and when your family's far away or gone forever, and when friends can't be found, and when you can't think well of the future, that's what our prayer is for you. That the love that you celebrate this day endures into your life, no matter what life brings. Love has to be that way, because life's that way, isn't it? Jesus' own life revealed to us that true love sometimes can end up at a cross as well as at a party. In our culture, we talk about love in a lot of ways, but do we really understand love? in the letter to the Corinthians Paul is writing about spiritual gifts let's hear these words if I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels but do not have love I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal and if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. all things love never ends but as for prophecies they will come to an end as for tongues they will cease as for knowledge it will come to an end for we know only in part and we prophesy only in part but when the complete comes the partial Will come to an end when I was a child I spoke like a child I thought like a child I reasoned like a child when I became an adult I put an end to childish ways for now we see in a mirror dimly but then we will see face to face now I know only in part Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three. And the greatest of these is love. Paul has been talking about spiritual gifts and how these gifts fit us together and form us into the body of Christ In the world pretty impressive list isn't he talks about tongues and prophecy and wisdom and faith and generosity and helps and leadership and then he writes but let me show you a more excellent way there's something better than all of this there's something more spectacular than all these spectacular gifts What could possibly be coming? I picture those disciples in Corinth leaning forward as their leader reads this letter to them for the first time, waiting to hear what is the most excellent way. And I can see their disbelief when the answer is love. Love? love love is more important love is more profound love is more dynamic there is more of the Spirit of God in love than in anything else in all the world that's why love is the most excellent way and then he tries to describe love love is patient Love is kind. And then he gets writer's block. He has to switch gears. He can't think of what love is, but he can tell the people what love is not. Love is not envious or boastful or rude or arrogant or insistent on its own way or irritable or resentful or rejoice in wrongdoing. It's easier to say what love is not than what love is. And then he tries to sum it up and he says, love bears all things, love believes all things, love hopes all things, and love endures all things. Doesn't that sound like something you could use in your life? Doesn't that sound like something that could change our life? Doesn't that sound like something that could change the world? That's how powerful love is. Love is so excellent that we celebrate it today on Mother's Day. Love endures all things. Where do you go when a prophecy doesn't hold up? What do you do? Where do you turn when all the wisdom and all the knowledge that God can give you can't change the cold, hard reality of your life in a given moment? What gets you through when faith sits at a bedside and watches a parent or a child or a partner or a friend go away. There's only one thing that can do that. Love. Then Paul chides this church in Corinth a little bit he basically tells them they need to grow up when I was a child he says it was okay to be fascinated with the more spectacular gifts but when I became an adult he says I realized a more excellent way he realized that it wasn't about having all the answers. And it wasn't about being able to prove you've got more faith than someone else. And it's not about pretending you know everything there is to know about life. Because at our best, we're looking through a cloudy window pane or staring into a fogged up mirror through our human limitations. But Paul says what love does has led us come to terms that we don't know fully, but we are fully known to God. And that's the best thing of all. We celebrate love, for God is love. Love seeks us out. Love finds us. Love heals us, and love saves us. Thanks be to God for the gift of love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.